Welcome to Bitch Talk, booze interview straight from the heart of San Francisco. This is Aaron. I am live from the after party of the world premiere of the documentary Seer and the Unseen. I just interviewed the director, Sarah Dosa, who's a local uh, to the Bay Area. So her world premiere was at the beautiful Dobby Laboratories Theater in downtown San Francisco. And we talk a little bit about uh, how she feels about that and how nerve wracking <laughs> something like that is, but also how amazing it is to have your film uh, world premiere at the Dolby Laboratory. So um, please listen in to our conversation and don't forget to find us at bitchtalkpodcast.com as well as our new home, BFFFM. So without further ado, here's Sarah. We took a breath, we had a little drink. She's gonna tell the listeners what this film is about really quickly and then we'll, we'll dive into uh, what I just got to see for the first time as well. So what is Sierra and the Unseen about, Sarah? Uh, the Sierra and the Unseen is a story about invisible elves, financial markets, and the surprising power of belief, but told through the personal story of an environmental activist named Raka, who is a seer into the invisible realms. So the film follows her on an adventure. She tries to save a threatened lava field that is home to these beings. And uh, I know you just answered this question. I was so bummed in the queue. And I'm like, ah, they're asking all my questions. But how do you find a film like this? Because when you read the synopsis, it's like, what? OK. And then you see it live. How does this come about for you? So I actually, um, I was fascinated with Iceland's economy first. Um, I had seen photos of how beautiful the landscape is in the country, but um, I was totally intrigued by how Iceland became one of the richest countries on the planet and then collapsed so, so spectacularly based on money that uh, it was all credit. Um, it didn't actually exist. And so many years later, I found out about this elf story just by researching Iceland. I thought there's something really interesting in Iceland going on with invisibility, whether it's invisible elves or the so-called invisible hand of the free market, to borrow a phrase from the founder of capitalism, Adam Smith, um, and just also with belief, uh, you know, believing in this economy um, and believing that there's money there that drove the economy and believing in these spirits of nature. So I was just really interested in exploring how these forces, these unseen forces, came together. And turns out they came together in the story of this woman. And um, yeah, kind of took a wild ride for five years together. <laughs> and I was going to say five years. So the initial concept, really, how much did it change throughout the five years? And also, how, how did it or did it change in the editing room? It changed a lot, actually. Um, we were pursuing a second storyline for a very long time. The film, the main arc of the film follows Raka's quest to protect this lava field, uh, which gets destroyed, but then it turns out very something very special is miraculously saved, but I, I won't give that away. Um, but for a while, um, Raka's own home, where she and her family lived, was going up for auction based on a loan that their, that their family took out before the financial collapse. And when the collapse hit, they, like so many, were enduring this crisis and, and their house was going to be taken away because of money that they felt like they already had paid off and, and did not actually owe. Um, so it actually got much more into the financial collapse. Um, but we, editing is so tough. It's, it's one of my favorite parts of the process and I have the world's best editor, Erin Casper. I love her. Yeah, she's amazing. Yeah, yeah, so. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> Parents chose wisely. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, we really we realized that you know 
we only had so much room and so we couldn't end up telling that story. Uh, so a lot changed. We noticed some things in the edit room that we didn't realize in production and um, yeah, so it was quite an evolution over time. And did you think that this was going to be also, I mean, I guess Raga you already knew was an activist, but really the other story of this is activism. Was that already there at the beginning or it just kind of came through the five years of following her? Um, it's, it was what initially drew me to the story. I found out that she, along with a group of environmentalists, um, some who believe in elves and some who very much don't believe in elves and some who are actually... Uh, a little frustrated with her for saying, you know, that elves are here. Uh, it's very complex in Iceland, the, the politics of environmentalism there and everywhere around the world. But I, I was so intrigued about the fact that I, you know, the story of this woman who physically put herself in between um, an elf home and a bulldozer that was charging at her because she believed so strongly and she saw such life in the natural world. So. For me, that was just very inspiring and unlike anything I'd ever heard about. So I thought that could be the makings for a good film. Is this the first time watching the film with a, uh, basically a sold-out audience? And, oh, oh, okay, it was. Take, you can take another drink of wine. <laughs> um, how is that feeling for you? It's, t it's terrifying and thrilling. I, I think it's exhilarating. That's probably the best word for it. Um, this really was the culmination of five years of like deep collaboration and adventure. And so to see it on the big screen and in the Dolby Theater, which has like the world's best sound and picture, it was like a dream come true and also kind of a nightmare. Cause I kept thinking like, oh my God, like the projector's gonna break or like we missed a subtitle or just like everything big and small could crash at once. And, and so I was, um, I was scared. But um, I'm feeling very relieved now to like celebrate with my friends and family and crew and subjects. So it's really, yeah, feels feels really good now. <laughs> uh, two last questions for you, and then I'm gonna let you party it up. Um, what do you want people to walk away with after they see this film? I want people, I think, to walk away with um, to see things differently. Um, or to lean into uh, a way of seeing if they already possess it where um, they firmly see life in all things. Um, Raka says this best at the end of the film. She says, uh, the way you see the land determines your relationship with the land. And when I was doing my initial research, I came across this article by an Icelandic economist um, around the time when Iceland was getting like fabulously wealthy. And the article described the oceans as um, failed fisheries. I never called it oceans. There's always failed fisheries that needed to be commoditized in order to make money. And that was so striking to me that this economist saw the ocean as a commodity, which of course makes sense from a very specific economic lens. But for Raka, she sees life and that's in diametric opposition to, well, this economist, he called it dead capital. It was like capital that had not yet been tapped into. So to see something as dead that needs to be you know, animated, but in terms of money versus Raka, who, you know, sees life there, um, that's just a very profound thing. So that, that's one thing I really hope. Um, I think also I, I want people to see heroes in unexpected places. Um, it's very rare that you see a woman, um, you know, in her elder years on screen in the way that she is, like in her power. And um, so for me, I just hope people will be inspired by, uh, by heroes like that. Um, yeah, she's very much a, a feminist in my book, and, and yeah. And, so. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> 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 that 
He's part of the crew. Don't worry, Sarah. It's okay. <laughs> my last question to you is, are you a believer of the unseen? I've never seen an elf. But every time I've been in Iceland, and especially when I'm with Raka, there are things that I feel that I cannot explain in any other way. Um, I very much approach the film from like the lens of anthropology, which is my like training before I was a filmmaker. Um, so I approached it as like this is a cultural reality. I'm going to understand this through the lens of culture. But then once I got to Iceland, it took on a new dimension for me. And so I'm so grateful for the belief. It's allowed me to enter into a relationship with the natural world that has felt profound. So for that, I'm forever grateful. Sarah, thank you for a beautiful and thoughtful film. And thank you for being a badass female filmmaker. I really appreciate you. And I appreciate you that you're from the Bay Area. So thank you and uh, much success to you. Oh, thank you so much, Erin. Really appreciate it. That was Sarah Dosa, the director of Seer and the Unseen, which is a real magical film, uh, an onion, if you will, with lots of layers. And uh, I really appreciated the storyline, um, and I appreciate the worlds of elves and economics coming together in a documentary filmed in Iceland. It is a beautiful story that I don't think anyone would ever think of doing, but Sarah did. And I appreciate that about her. So um, please find that film wherever it lands. I'm sure once we find out where it lands, we will tell you. And uh, don't forget to go to bitchtalkpodcast.com to find all our episodes, our beautiful photos, and all of our socials. And also, we are on BFF FM, which is our new home, where we are on Monday mornings from 5.30 to 6 a.m. So please check us out there, and we'll see you later. Bitch, please!